Welcome to the Daily Dietitian Podcast. I am your host, Stacey Mitchell. I am so happy to have you here. My goal for this podcast is to break down the latest health topics and help clear the clutter in the messy world of nutrition and fitness. We hope to inspire, educate, and entertain all things wellness. Join us as we talk with experts in their fields on how to feel our best in our own body and mind. Hey there, thank you for joining us this week. We are doing part two in our year in review with our experts. Today we're gonna talk with a group of registered dietitians including Mary, Andrea, Peyton, Kim, Katrina, and Lindsay. And we will talk about a variety of topics including body image, recipe development, gluten-free, building healthy habits, IBS and SIBO, and some sports nutrition. So here are some of the best tips from our guests this year. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. So my name is Mary Stockhauser. I am a registered dietitian with my own private practice, Mary's Nutritional Wellness, PLLC. And so I am a registered dietitian that specializes in the treatment of eating disorders, disordered eating, you know, that whole dynamic of relationship with food, relationship with yourself. And I also specialize in gut health. Um, So I do find nine times out of 10, if we're struggling with that relationship with food, we also have some gut issues associated with that. So those are kind of the, the realms that I dive into, but registered dietitian that can kind of focus and help people with their food. I was just looking into that eight out of 10 children um, in 2022 have been on a diet, right? And like when you're talking about a child, that's so, those are single digits, like an eight year old, a five year old, a 10 year old. There's like just with that cough, and it's just becoming such prevalent. There's a lot of weight loss programs that are promoting to children. And unfortunately, dieting can be so linked to then oh, there's something wrong with my body, let me control it or do things to try to change it and manipulate it. When that child is still growing and developing and your body's going to change and people just don't realize. So absolutely that prevalence is, it's huge. Explain a little bit more about the daily conversation that we may have with, say we put on a pair of jeans or maybe we go up for ice cream. What does the body neutrality look in those situations? Absolutely. So your parent, you're putting on a pair of jeans, right? Our instinct might be like, Oof, okay, like these aren't fitting the greatest. Like, oh my gosh, like I need to lose weight. Okay, all right. We have that thought. We kind of want to acknowledge it and let it go. And then we want to shift the conversation and be like, wow, I'm really grateful that I have legs at work. I'm really thankful that I have the ability to go and move my body and use those legs as a benefit for me. I'm not saying we have to say, hey, I have the sexiest legs in the world, right? That's a little extreme coming from, I don't like, I hate my legs, right? It's so much easier to say, you know what? I'm just happy that my legs work. And it's a lot, that's a lot more of a neutral space. And it's easier to step into that and feel more at peace. Yes, thank you so much for having me. So my name is Andrea. I'm a registered dietitian, of course, based in Ontario, Canada. Um, I'm kind of leaning more into the culinary world of things right now. And I just love food and love getting others excited about food. 
um, yeah, a little about me. My family is Italian. So I've always, the food's always been, you know, super important to us and more of that way to connect and share with those close to you, um, you know, in addition to obviously the nutrition side of things. Um, yeah, so I've been a dietitian for just only about three years now. Um, and I run the, the brand, the dietitian feed. And that's where I share meal planning inspiration, recipes with that focus on, you know, being quick and easy and delicious. Um, I also work as a consulting dietitian in long-term care, which I've been doing for about two years now. So really my main focus is not so much certain ingredients, but I do like to have my recipes be nutritionally balanced. And that's one thing that I talk about a lot on my blog, within my blog posts and also on Instagram and whatnot, is I always like to have those components to make it a balanced meal. So the protein, carbohydrates, um, fiber, healthy fats, all that stuff. Um, so I really try to make, you know, my, especially my main like entree dishes to be nutritionally balanced. That way, um, takes the guesswork out of people's days. They can just follow my recipe and they have a whole meal that's nutritionally balanced ready for them. Um, yeah. So, I mean, and it's more just kind of the overall big picture rather than specific ingredient wise. Yeah. So I don't post the, you know, the nutrition breakdown. Like I usually talk about um, like, you know, what kind of nutrients are in the recipe. Like I talk about where the protein's coming from and whatnot, but I don't do like nutrition label where it's like calorie counted. Um, that's kind of my approach in general, more of like that non-diet approach, um, not having to like weigh things or calorie count. Um, not saying there's not value to that. There's lots of education, you know, for people that want to start out and, you know, want to understand um, where their calories and protein and fats are coming from. But um, with my recipe blog, I kind of more take that intuitive approach, just, you know, promoting whole foods, nutritionally balanced eating, um, rather than having to calorie count. Yeah, I am Peyton Betts. I am a registered dietitian. I'm also a certified personal trainer, and I work for Expedition Wellness. We are a team of registered dietitians. And we do one-on-one nutrition coaching, work with a lot of clients on weight loss, work with some athletes, um, individuals with GI issues, uh, really just helping people figure out how to fuel their body properly. Now, there's also gluten intolerance and celiac disease. What are the difference? Yeah, so the celiac disease and is when it's, it's the autoimmune disease that it's going to Gluten is going to attack your body. It, it's going to hurt your intestines. It's going to damage them, essentially. Yeah. Um, so that is the celiac disease, whereas a um, kind of sensitivity or intolerance is more just uh, more reaction, kind of like an allergic reaction, not, not the same exact type, but it's more of a reaction your body has versus causing physical damage to your body. So it is different, um, you know, in, in, as far as, you know, the severity of things, but um, obviously not eating gluten would help in both cases. Yes, completely. I think, especially with gluten, it's kind of the last few years gotten, you know, this rap that it's healthy to go gluten-free. And that's what's been really frustrating for someone that has celiac disease is, you know, when you're ordering at a restaurant and you ask for gluten-free, I always just feel like, oh, is the waiter just thinking like, oh, they're just being, trying to be healthy and picky and, you know, like, um, things like that, or just, just being, yeah, in social settings, like that's the part that I don't love about it. That has gotten this rap of like, Oh, it's healthy. When in reality, going gluten-free is usually not healthier because a lot of gluten-free foods are lower in fiber because you're missing out a lot of those whole grains and, um, they can be more processed. So it's really not 
healthier. If you can eat gluten, I highly recommend doing it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it can be confusing to know what is the really real cause of for you if you are having problems with gluten. So getting yeah those tests would be helpful to kind of rule if it's maybe more of um, a sensitivity or if it's actual celiac. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Of course. So my name is Kim Duffy. I'm a registered dietitian and a certified personal trainer. Um, I've been a dietitian since 1995 and uh, I've kind of worked in a whole variety of areas. I worked in a large fitness center for a while, kind of focusing in on sports nutrition while my kids were little and, and was able to stay home with them and kind of work around their schedules. And, um, and then over the past 10 years before we started our business, um, I was working at a large hospital here in, in St. Paul. And then I recently dove into kind of functional nutrition, which I really love. And it just opened up kind of a whole new world for me as far as, you know, going from just meal plans and diets and you eat this and don't eat that, but moving into like, let's look at kind of the root causes of a lot of these symptoms and problems people have. And then, you know, thinking about how you can use food as medicine. Our focus is really on women. Um, so so it, it's a matter of, you know, so many women have been, you know, brainwashed into thinking they need to be the perfect size and the perfect number on the scale. And um, I think, you know, they struggled with relationships around food, you know, just it, it's those women I think that we really enjoy working with the most and, and trying to kind of help them to, um, you know, move away from that diet mentality and the scale and that constant need to count every calorie and, and every piece of food that you put in your mouth and really, you know, you know, be able to actually appreciate you and for your strength and for your energy and for all these, you know, other things in your life, your health. Um, and, and really focusing in on that positive versus the negative, the shame, the deprivation, the guilt, and all that that goes around uh, around the dieting kind of thinking. Realizing that that each person is so different. Where you know, you know, you might go to a, a trainer, or you go to someone that that gives every single person that 1,200 calorie diet and and this many grams of protein and and never eat this and never eat that. And, um, you know, we pride ourselves in taking that individual, you know, and looking at what is your, what is your routine? What is your current lifestyle? How can we make some small changes and with consistency and a little perseverance, you know, help you to ultimately get to that end goal. But like you said, it's long-term, this is not a short-term quick fix. This is not, you know, a diet. This is, this is just healthy lifestyle changes that, you know, you should do forever. My name is Katrina Cox, um, and I am a registered dietitian. I specialize in 
working with women to help them with their IBS and SIBO, um, but really helping gut health and really helping them rebuild and get rid of their unwanted bloating gas, helping them regulate their bowel habits um, and just living their life again, symptom free. Yeah, so IBS is irritable bowel syndrome, and it's actually um, a diagnosis based on exclusion. So what that means is there isn't like a test that you can, like a blood test, or you can't actually see it on a scope or like an endoscopy or a colonoscopy. It is, you have to rule out certain conditions like Crohn's disease, IBD, irritable bowel, colitis, and celiac, all of those things. Um, and then you also have to have specific criteria. So um, bloating X times day or, and like your bowel habits have to um, meet this pattern of criteria. Um, they are unknown on why it actually happens. Um, it's still up in the air. They basically say it's a functional um, diagnosis. So it could be due to your brain gut access. So basically there's an interruption between your brain and your gut. Um, they also have been seeing a lot more where SIBO is actually causing IBS. So post-infectious IBS um, so coming from like food poisoning or even like a bad GI bug, things are coming upon that, coming from that as well. Um, but IBS in itself, it's just one of those things. Yes, it's a blanket statement. There is criteria, but there's just no way to test. So SIBO is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Um, and what that is, is essentially in our microbiome, we want we want bugs. We want um, we want the bacteria. We want the fungi. There are certain things that are actually very beneficial in our microbiome, um, but where we want that is our large intestines. And when we have that in our large intestines, they turn into um, they're fermented. They they use the food that we eat, and they and the byproducts that we get are like vitamins and um, it helps our immune system, helps us make essential fatty acids, which is great for many different things. Um, however, not the case when it's in your small intestines. So basically when it, we have small um, SIBO, our small intestines should be sterile. We shouldn't have bacteria in our small intestines. Yes. Hello. Thank you for having me, Stacey. I am Lindsay. I am a registered dietitian. I have been practicing for eight years. I am also a board certified specialist in sports dietetics and a CrossFit coach and athlete. Like you can get into the nitty gritty of micronutrients, but what I see so often, so my specialty too is like sports nutrition, give me your most complex individual. And for whatever reason, there is this pattern with high at level athletes and hyperpituitary access dysfunction, like um, hypothyroidism, for example, or the random development of other autoimmune conditions. I have seen a lot. I'm not saying that if you do this, this is going to happen. 
but I see this. People just aren't eating enough. Or they think they are, but there still is some relative energy deficiency that's occurring around that athletic event or at some point during the day that is really tipping them into uh, a part where their body doesn't feel safe. And your body needs to feel safe to be able to perform adequately. Um, If you are undernourishing, your body has inflammation. If you're overnourishing on extremes, your body has inflammation. And how do we make your body feel safe and and balancing that um, is the biggest thing that is very beneficial. And I cannot state enough. And with athletics, the other piece of the mix is just (laughs) when you're in a fight or flight state, your body or operating at a high heart rate, your body is sending blood flow to your muscles and your extremity. It's not focusing on digestion. So using hunger as, hey, I got to eat this meal is not always the best indicator. There is this level of practical nutrition that has to come into play for people. Thank you so much for joining us this week as we look back from the year with our experts. I hope you enjoyed some of the best takeaways. We will be back next week with another episode and we will be featuring our last seven guests for our year in review. Have a wonderful week as we are nearing the holiday and thanks for joining us on the Daily Dietitian Podcast.